I had mentioned at the outset that I always battled with weight issues. I can't think of a diet I hadn't tried. The cabbage soup diet? Yes. The GM diet? Yes. Doing yoga? I've done that. Long walks? Yep. Gym membership? Done that. Floor exercises at home? Yes. Hot water with lime juice and honey first thing in the morning. Counting the calories. Eating small portions. Eating fewer rotis. None of these gave me any significant results other than making me hate myself for not being able to stick to it long enough. Yes, going to the gym did help me in making me better toned and looking better, but the weight loss plateaued. And again, I had the trainers at the gym giving me free lessons on how as a vegetarian I can't have a great looking physique. I needed the proteins according to them. Today I can confidently claim the weight loss has much less to do with exercising than it has to do with eating right. What's more important than how much you eat is how you eat and when you eat and what you eat. I'm going to take you into understanding how this whole journey of my going vegan, I had to make changes to make my kitchen vegan friendly. So what did I do to make my kitchen vegan friendly? Starting with the morning tea. I read somewhere that cashew tea was best suited for tea and coffee. I knew that store-bought plant-based milks were not an option for me because neither were they easily available nor were they viable for just one person. I started making cashew milk for my morning tea. It took me a couple of tries to get it right. But again, it wasn't easy to make just enough for a couple of cups of tea and the extra would go sour. It was getting buggy. So I moved on to making black tea or lemon tea for myself. That worked for me. I started to experiment with herbal teas, something that wouldn't need the addition of a white liquid in the form of a cashew milk. I began understanding that this habit could be overcome by tricking our brain with a hot drink that has a familiar flavor or mimics the aroma of the tea that I was used to. So I started having tea masala in hot water. That really worked for me. I do realize that everyone can't make these switches easily and immediately. So if one still wants to continue enjoying the cup of tea or coffee with milk, there are so many options to choose from. Cashew milk, almond milk, soy milk, Pistachio milk and coconut milk work for coffee very well. You also have oat milk, rice milk, hemp seed milk, sunflower seed milk, pumpkin seed milk. Talk about the options. There's a huge variety that you can choose from when you go plant-based. I soon learned how to make sesame seed milk and this became my favorite sole drink. That's about two tablespoons of soaked sesame seeds blended with two or three de-seeded dates, a pot of cardamom, blended with about, all of this blended with about three-fourth cup of water and a few ice cubes. Tastes really creamy and yummy and very satisfying and filling too. I rarely strained it before drinking, but that's something you can choose to do. All of these options that I've mentioned above are packed with nutrition for kids, adults, and senior citizens alike.
The simplest and quickest way to make almond milk or cashew milk would be to soak about 10 to 12 almonds or cashews for about 6 to 8 hours. Drain the liquid, rinse the nuts, blend them with a cup of water and strain them. This will yield you about a cup of nut milk. Now if you want the milk to be slightly thicker in consistency, add a few more nuts. If you want it slightly thinner, go ahead and have add some water to dilute it. This would be a simple equation for making a cup of nut milk. And now I started looking for maize to replace the curd. My kitchen started becoming a laboratory. A few tries later, I mastered the non-dairy curd making with peanut milk. It came to me as a surprise that the chili crowns contain the culture required to make a batch of curd. There are so many links now available on YouTube and many vegan blogs that give you a variety of curds and yogurts that you can make at home with any plant-based milk, pretty much any plant-based milk that you have on hand and different ways to develop a culture. Once I started making the vegan curd regularly, I started replacing the vegan curd in making our traditional dishes like curry, curd curries, or the North Indian curry, the South Indian moor corumbal. And it was surprising that the taste hardly changed much from the curd that we were used to having. At this point, I was still making my food separately and different from what the family was eating. On one occasion when I had made the curry for myself with peanut curd, my family tasted it and said that, oh, it doesn't taste any different. So why do you want to make two different things? We'll start having the same thing that you're eating. So that was one small victory there. But it's very important for us to keep reminding ourselves that we are conditioned to a certain flavor and taste of the milk that we've been used to. So definitely if I'm going to make curd from peanut milk, it's going to have the flavor of peanuts. That's not going to go away. Slowly we can overcome this apprehension about the taste and flavor once we get used to it. It's a matter of time and we do get used to it. And peanut curd can be used to make chas, to make masala more, to make any dish that we're used to making with the dairy curd that we've been doing all these years. Dahi vadas taste excellent with peanut curd as well. So that's another hurdle crossed. I was happily experimenting and indulging in a whole lot of cooking and baking yummy goodies and anything that was vegan. I have always had a minimalistic approach to whatever I cook. I steered clear of all vegan butters and creams and I found it easier and effective to just replace butter in most recipes with virgin coconut oil. Banana was again a great egg replacer in most baked dishes. At this point, it was all about impressing my kids and family, making them more accepting of the new way by serving them regular food but substituting ingredients to make them taste just like the original so that they didn't miss any of the, their favorite dishes. The next challenge was replacing cheese with dairy alternatives. With a lot of information available on the internet, that too was overcome. Fermented cashew cream cheese spread, 
gratable cheese, sliced cheese, vegan parmesan cheese, vegan mayonnaise. All of these were part of the experiment. In a bit to change the morning milk porridge ritual to something healthier, I started making smoothies with bananas, almonds and dates for my school-going daughter. All recipes that called for butter or ghee was replaced with regular refined oil. Halwas, laddus, barfis and sweet dishes were made with virgin coconut oil. I was still using a lot of oils and sugars and refined flours in many of my recipes. In fact, traditional South Indian meals were vegan by default except for the ghee used in tempering for some dishes or for the curd rice or curd based dishes which were easy to veganize now that you knew how to make vegan curd. It also made me realize that human beings are vegan by default. The first time babies are fed cow's milk, they hate it. They usually wince at the smell and the taste of plain cow's milk. They spit or vomit and thoroughly dislike it. And then mothers get so worried about the kids not drinking the all-important glass of milk that they try and make the taste better and mask the taste by adding chocolate-based health drink mixes like Nutrimol or Bone Vita or Milo, add sugar to it, add Complan or Horlicks and whatever is available in the market. Anything to make the children have milk. Meat and eggs too are acquired tastes. Children are fed with them regularly to get them used to the taste and texture. And after much resistance, they just succumb to the pressure and start eating it. Another thing that I noticed was healthy babies started falling ill with cold, cough and running nose or congestion around the same time that they are introduced with cow's milk. Around the time of weaning. A little research helped me understand that milk and dairy products are major contributors to mucus formation and respiratory difficulties. A dear friend of mine has explained to me how she had been asthmatic for most of her life and miraculously changed that just by dropping all the dairy products that she was so used to consuming in large quantities. By now, I had stopped the innumerable cups of milk tea I was used to. With that went the ghee rusks and the biscuits. Almost all commercially available biscuits contain dairy products. By now I had become a pro at reading labels before buying packaged foods. All milk sweets that I used to indulge in mindlessly were eliminated. Ice creams and paneer was done away with. And what do you think happened to me with all these changes? Without even realizing it. I started losing weight. Miraculously, my skin eruption stopped. The edema in my feet reduced. My irritability was gone. Headaches stopped. My mood swings stopped. A lot of compliments started coming my way. My daughters noticed, noticed these changes and got inspired and started saying things like, we too want to eat like you. We also want to look like you. And within months of making these changes, my daughters lost their extra weight. The incidence of colds reduced. My daughter, who was dependent on hormone therapy to regularize her periods, saw improvement in the menstrual cycles 
without medication. One of the favorite family foods was tamarind rice or puliogare with curd. And every time after such a meal, my daughter would complain of acidity. And we would always blame the oil and the spices in the rice. It was a eureka moment when the heartburn stopped with the elimination of dairy curd from the diet. And all along we thought it was the rice to be blamed. As kids, we were told to drink milk after eating mangoes. It is said to be cooling and prevented heat boils which were attributed to eating mangoes. Eating mangoes and not following it up with milk resulted in no boils. My husband always complained of heartburn after a banana milkshake and kept blaming the banana for his condition. Replacing the milk with coconut milk or almond milk eased all the issues. We are so deeply conditioned to the fact that milk is essential for good health and it made us completely oblivious to even remotely suspecting that it may be actually the cause for trouble. Initially, people around me thought it was one of those crazy diets I have embarked upon before and will eventually fizzle out just like the previous ones. So I got teased a lot. But with time, it became obvious that I was really serious about what I was doing. And my family became more mindful of my choices. When we went out to eat, they ensured that there were options available for me. They checked menus before we went to a restaurant. They instructed the waiters on how the dish shouldn't contain any dairy products. Family members became more mindful about what they gifted me. It's a practice to gift silk saris on occasions like weddings in our family. My sister-in-law very thoughtfully gifted me a non-silk sari. The reason I'm sharing these experiences are to help you see that if you make a sincere intention, then the whole world is with you and supports you on the paths. There are times which can be very trying when you can feel that the whole world is up against you. We just need to hang in there and have faith in the reasons we chose what we did. Have faith in your inner wisdom and derive strength from it. And help comes to you from different quarters. Here is Hema signing out from you for this episode.